Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Pamela Mugobani, General Manager of South African Friends of Israel. Pamela, hello again and welcome once again to the show. Hi, Michael. Thank you again for letting me be on your show. Well, great to chat to you. As we look, we're going to be looking at now this latest development uh, in terms of the promotion of Access to Information Act and the South African Rugby Union's failure to disclose their meeting minutes uh, with the South African Friends of Israel after a formal request has now been submitted. So let's just uh, recap. The South African public, which has condemned the decision, at large is understandably seeking an answer to this bizarre decision that was to bar the Tel Aviv heat uh, from and Mzanzi challenge, which was which is forthcoming. So discrimination on any basis must not be tolerated in South Africa. Sporting fixtures and events, as I've said before, oil and water does not mix. Neither does sport and politics. Pamela, my first question to you: How has the South African Friends of Israel now taken this forward? We have submitted a prior application to Saru, and we are in discussions with them. I can't really give much more information now, mm-hmm. but as soon as we have some some sort of conclusive answer, we will be releasing a statement to the press. Okay, so uh, I recall the last time I did uh, run this by you about uh, the World Rugby Union. Uh, assistance there so far. What have you received? I think they're also still discussing things with Saru. We haven't heard anything more from them mm-hmm. because um, it is a legal issue. So I think so, yeah, okay. once everything's concluded, that's when we'll ha- have definitive answers. Interesting. I read in an article earlier on that one of the suspects now is the um, the BDS movement, uh, the boycott, divest, and sanctions movement that has been behind this. Can can we confirm that? Because that, 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 that it is out there, that, that this is what uh, is believed is, is behind all this. That's what we believe, but mm-hmm. we haven't been able to confirm anything. Saru hasn't admitted that that's mm-hmm. who they received the death threats from. Mm-hmm. But it is very concerning, concerning that Saru president, Mark Alexander, did say in a report that he did receive death threats. And also, we don't know if those death threats have extended to the rugby players from Silivine wow. Heat. Um, we don't know. Pamela, but, sorry, but can I interject there? Was, was when, when did these uh, death threats arise? When, when did this happen? Mark Alexander was on record in an interview that he had saying that he had received death threats himself. Right. But now they're saying they weren't able to guarantee the safety and security of the Tel Aviv heat. So we were just asking mm. ourselves, is this an implication that this, these death threats extended to sure. members of the heat? Sure, sure. Um, you know, all right, so we're at this juncture that, uh, all right, we can't really take it any, any further. At least now there's some... Uh, Wheels in action to try and get to the bottom of this. And, of course, uh, wish you all luck because we'd really like to know who are these uh, interested parties in inverted commas who are involved in this decision-making. But uh, that aside, um, considering what's just transpired at the African Union Summit, uh, any guarantees against political interference, influence in proceedings uh, henceforth? We we don't think that... um political indifference will end mm-hmm. simply because there is this concerted effort to discredit Israel as the Jewish homeland, to discredit Israel as a democracy that has a right to defend itself. Mm-hmm. You know, to think that the history of South African people, of apartheid, could actually be used by African leaders and South African leaders mm-hmm. as a tool to discredit history, right. I mean, the, the, the state of Israel tells you that they don't even have a respect for the people themselves that they are claiming to lead, 
who had to suffer under apartheid, who actually went through the real apartheid. Mm-hmm. You know, they, there is no such thing as apartheid in Israel. The, 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 the Tel Aviv heat, for example, we like we keep maintaining, would have shown South Africa and the world that there is no apartheid in Israel. You can't have a multiracial, multicultural, multireligious, multiethnic rugby team in an apartheid state. Mm-hmm. You know, and in fact, one of the things that people don't ever talk about is that when you go into the territories controlled by the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank, there are big signs saying no Israeli or Jewish people can enter into this territory. There are places where if you're Jewish, you risk your life. There's no synagogue in these territories. You're not allowed to um, openly express that you're a Jewish person in these territories. And yet the international community, the ANC, DDS, no, no one is concerned by the fact that there's this apartheid actually happening against Jewish people in these territories. Not to mention that Christians also live in fear because mm-hmm. they are also subject to uh, Islamic extremists. Mm-hmm. Not to mention also Muslims who want to live in peace with their fellow neighbors in the Middle East, whether they are Christian or Jewish. They also live in fear because extremists have taken control of the narrative, right. just like what's happened here with Faru. Right. You know, so, so we're just saying, can we just all, you know... <clears throat> Approach everything from a legal and mm-hmm. a reasonable basis. Well, let's let's have discussions. Let's talk. Sure. Let's not succumb to terrorism. Essentially. Of course, of course, of course, Pamela. Of course, dialogue will always be the essence of what we want to get, uh, what we want to achieve. Yeah, Pamela, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Everything of the best with your investigations, and look forward to that press release uh, in the long run. Pamela Gubani, General Manager of South African Friends of Israel, giving us the load on our on their intent to take that issue forward, to have it investigated as to why Saru banned the Tel Aviv Heat from taking part in the Zanzi Challenger tournament.